All right, Scott, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – the mic is yours. Tell us the, the, the craziness that's happening. I need two minutes to go up in my apartment, and, and the team is getting the panel ready. But you can start giving us a brief overview. You've got William here as well. Make sure uh, you could jump up yeah, as well. Yeah, so insane that we uh, couldn't even get into our own uh, Twitter account to host this. <laughs> Absolutely insanity. So, obviously, if anyone who missed it, I'm going to go find the tweet. Sorry, as we're going here, obviously, this is happening in real time. From the United States Securities and Exchange Commission at SEC Gov, the official account. Today, the SEC grants approval for Bitcoin ETFs for listing on all registered national securities exchanges. The approved Bitcoin ETFs will be subject to ongoing surveillance and compliance measures to ensure continued investor protection. That with an image of Gary Gensler's face saying today's approval enhances market transparency and provides investors with efficient access to digital asset investments within regulated frameworks. So obviously, everybody absolutely freaked out. All the pundits and experts went on television, CNBC headlines, Fox Business, literally everywhere. Our favorite Bloomberg analyst saying, hey, it must be real. It's coming from the official SEC Gov account. A few minutes later, from Gary Gensler's account, the SEC Gov Twitter account was compromised and an unauthorized tweet was posted. The SEC has not approved the listing and trading of spot Bitcoin exchange traded products. What a shit show. I mean, but does it get any better than this, really, or any worse? I don't know. I don't even know which one to to, to qualify it as. Uh, we're adding all the speakers here. Amazing that we can spin up a space as this fast uh, and get such amazing guests. Uh, we got Simon, William, Dan, Bruce. I think all you guys are up here. I mean, this is the most crypto thing that's ever happened in the history of crypto things, right? I mean... You know what would be interesting? Like, Is there a way to corroborate... Um the fact that uh, their account was compromised by, by checking with Twitter, with, with X themselves. I, I don't know if you have any contacts there. That would be telling because otherwise it's possible that that thing was maybe in draft. And, you know, sometimes yeah. it happens. They put, it's uh, possible. They it definitely didn't, yeah, definitely didn't hit their website. So I would say that it, it's possible. But, um, I mean, when you see the volatility of what happened, we had a 15-minute Bitcoin candle for anyone who's uh, paying attention that went up to 47901 and bottomed at 44700 The $3,200 spread to absolutely just destroy anyone using leverage on either side, So, which is what we discussed this morning, although this is a fake approval. But, uh, man, I, I'm slightly in disbelief. I uh, don't know whether to laugh or cry. Uh, it's embarrassing, but also hilarious. And like I said, just kind of the most crypto thing ever. Dan, what do you what, <laughs> what's your take on this? I haven't spoken in a while. You know, crypto never disappoints. It's uh, it's an endless series of incredibly bizarre, weird circumstances from BitBoy you know, doing a filming himself getting arrested to the SEC account getting hacked. So <laughs> honestly, it's uh, it, it's been 11 years in this space and, and every single time it's surprising. Or uh, Mark Carpello sitting on a blue bouncy ball for his interview to represent uh, the Bitcoin ecosystem. You know, it, <laughs> there's always something new and different. I mean, it it's really bizarre, though. Uh, I, I think that they didn't have a better handle over their account access and permissioning. I mean, this is a very mission critical account that is, you know, looked at quite often to represent the, the you know, I would say safety and security of, of the U.S. financial system. Like, 
the fact that they didn't have better access and permissioning. You know, I've, for example, at Kraken, uh, you know, I ran the marketing team at Kraken. We had very strict permissioning and set of controls over who could access the Kraken Twitter account because of these reasons. Um, if someone tweeted out, Kraken is listing X token, you know, that could cause the price to go up and, and someone could profit off of that. So we were very, very um, locked down with access. So it, it's very surprising to see this from the SEC. Yeah, absolutely agree, Michael. Go ahead. Yeah, just a quick note on whether or not this was actually a hack or a pinned tweet or, I mean, a draft that was released. Uh, the SEC is already tweeting that from that same account that was supposedly hacked that that the account was hacked. And what I'm trying to point out here is I've never seen an account hacked and recovered in such a short period of time. So that kind of begs the question for me, was it really hacked or an accidental post? Certainly it would be the fastest un unhacked or re-recovered account I've ever seen on this platform. It's really a good point. I don't think it is the SEC though. <laughs> but I tell you what, that the image the image, it doesn't sound like a quote that relates to the Bitcoin ETF. It's like a really weird quote. Um, so I, I doubt that that was something they officially would say when, when launched. But yeah, you've got a really good point. Like normally when you get hacked, you're, you're there for like a day trying to contact Twitter and figure out exactly, sorry, X, uh, trying to yeah. figure out what to do. The SEC I would just like to point out how um, incredibly effective the SEC continues to be at protecting us. I feel very protected when they can't even protect their own X account. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is an absolute joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah go plus first. Elon, Elon, Elon wouldn't do it. He'd, he'd, let it, he'd let it hang around for a while just for a joke. He, that's his, that's his yeah. game. Yeah, not sure if you can hear Yago. Um, Scott, he's just speaking earlier. And Yago, I'll, I'll give you the mic, but also I want to ask a question about the, the market's reaction. I think Scott, as soon as you know, I was heading home and, and you tell me market, when we first thought the news was true, you're saying Bitcoin is dumping and we're you know, giggling about it. Um, then obviously he just recovered. He told me within a 15-minute candle. Does that essentially just kind of confirm that the market will dump once the ETF is approved? Not, yeah, not really, because the timing's tough. The first, uh, what I'm looking at, I'm just looking at the 15 minute. I don't really have the timestamp, but at, uh, you know, uh, I would say an hour ago when the first news, around when the first news came out, it basically moved from 46,000 up to 47,900. The question is, A, who, listen, somebody didn't just post that tweet as a joke. They traded around it, I would assume. Right. Um, so that there's some <laughs> manipulation there, I presume. That's a big risk to take if you're not going to make money on it. So it did go from roughly, you know, 46.6 up to almost 48. And then maybe it's when it was announced or within a few minutes of that happening, it dropped all the way to 44.7. So I'm not sure um, if somebody was, uh, you know, manipulating the market around the fact that they knew that this was a fake tweet. It's hard to tell. I don't know that, I guess that was a long way of saying, I'm not sure that we can extrapolate uh, directly what we think is going to happen on the approval just from this, because clearly somebody knew this was fake and was trading around it. I mean, is there anyone who has a different take on that? I would love to hear it. Um, but I think yeah, I that, don't, uh, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't get your, hold on. I, I don't get your explanation. Maybe because I wasn't focused. He's getting, well, I'm saying, I think it went up, it went up, it went up initially on the SEC tweet, I think. So it went up big candle, uh, to the, to the upside over, you know, about $1,200 oh, okay. and then it dumped. So I don't know if it dumped before it was the announcement of the fake news. I'll have to like dig into like a one minute chart 
or something. Yeah, you'd, I'd wanna, you'd, I'd wanna know when. So I wanna know what the price did, and, and not sure if anyone's done this. Gareth is, you know, has ever been a time you gotta cut up? It's now. <laughs> but if anyone's gone through the chart, um, what happened prior to to the to the to the to the you know to the truth coming out to Gensler posting the correction, and what so what happened before that? What happened afterwards? Because I think is it fair to say, Scott, that whatever the price action was before Gensler made the correction. Um, is how the market should react um, once Not, if and when the idiot Perhaps, but if somebody literally did this in an effort to make money trading, there was probably a price they would have been looking for to the upside before they dumped it hard to make a profit. So I just think it's hard to take a guess when this isn't natural price action surrounding what would happen. I mean, remember, we had like some sort of announcement or fake tweet in the past where price went up massively and we said, hey, that's what's going to happen when it gets approved. We just saw it. I don't think we ever get that clear window into into the future. Michael? Yeah, I was just going to say, funny enough, Scott, I'm sure you remember a couple months back, essentially the same thing happened with a fake XRP ETF where you saw the news come in, the price spiked. And then before we found out that the news was fake, the price was already dumping ahead of hand. And it seems like that same exact tactic was used here. Yeah, the, that that does that. That's a really great point, Bruce. You got to love the SEC uh, account tweeting something fake. I mean, this this is like yeah, you need to go pound like five Red Bulls and give us a quick rant. The uh, you know tyrant's going to tyrant. I mean, this is why they're incompetent. This is why they're incompetent. Can <clears throat> can anybody in here? I mean. I have a dog. I love my dog. If you have a dog or a pet and the government said, hey, we have a new pet care plan to take care of your pet, would anybody honestly trust the government to do that? The answer is no. None of us would. They're not competent. They can't do anything. If they did, if they could, they'd go build something but, instead of being but vampires. Bruce, Bruce, do, you, Bruce do you think this is a, this was an accidental tweet? Because it makes a big difference. Was it a hack or an accidental tweet? In your opinion? It doesn't matter. It's their fault. They're clowns. Yeah. They either didn't control their account or they had some rogue employee do something goofy, or they jumped it. It didn't look quite real. If you look at it close, the picture, you know, Gary likes to have really good pictures of himself. It's not a great picture. Um, you know, the, 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 the little uh, graphic with it doesn't look quite slick enough. But either way, it's their fault. And, and you know what? There's a double standard, because if any investment firm did this, can you imagine if uh, BlackRock accidentally made a tweet saying, hey, it's live, it's approved. Oh, sorry, our account was Absolutely would be fine. They yeah. would come down on them, and there's cases of this. They would come down on them like a ton of bricks. There's been advisors who've lost their careers because they lost their laptop on a subway, and, and they violated the, you know, okay, my client information was on the laptop, even though it was encrypted. It, I lost it. Okay, yeah, you lose your license. I mean, they come down on people like you wouldn't believe. And he, they don't take this kind of excuse like, oh, sorry, our account was compromised. I have an account. I have an account with our broker dealer that is subject to their review. What do you think would happen if, if, if we tweeted something like this? We would be in major, major, major trouble. And, and if we said it was it was compromised, they'd, they wouldn't just take that. They would, at the very least, they'd haul us in there. Uh, under threat of arrest, you know, they, you can't say no when the SEC or any other regulators come and ask you. They, they would haul us in and they would demand we, we would be on immediate calls with lawyers and stuff, Zooms, and uh, and they would grill us. 
and they'd want to know exactly what happened. And they would get, and then immediately lawyers would send a big fat list. We want to know everybody who had access to this, anybody who's ever had it for current employees, former employees, what, what method procedures and such and such do you use to access? Please provide all IP addresses and all emails of any employee you've had in the last five years on and on. They would bury us in stuff and they'd go through everything, single thing, maybe even send a person physically to our office to dig into this, to find out. And you better believe best case, they'd come out of this with some kind of sanction for us. And they'd say, you know, you are required to have additional supervisory procedures and a registered principal has to approve, you know, who has access to the domain and, you know, whatever. It's a double standard. You know, they're just, they're not competent, but they, they burden everybody. And I'm not just complaining about if you make a mistake and they burden you, they burden everybody all the time, all day long. They make everybody in our industry run through, jump through hoops and pay for lawyers and all of this stuff for this bit vague, opaque stuff. And it's a bunch of people, it's the makers and the takers. It's a bunch of people who can't build anything, sitting there, slowing everything down, gumming up the works and stealing everybody's money. It's it's absurd. This is just perfect. But Michael, Michael, Michael what, 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 before we go to William, just on the first point that Bruce made is that the tweet just doesn't look quite right uh, to be an accidental tweet. Do you agree? Like the image is not perfect, et cetera. Mick, are you there? Uh, I, I just quickly looked at the original tweet. I thought the wording in it was strange from the start. But then again, you never really know who's writing the tweets anyway. I thought it was weird how quickly they were able to restore the account because um, obviously if the person had the sophistication to get into a government account, I wouldn't think it would be able to res be restored just like that. And they would instantly be able to write that the tweet was fake. So I think there's some confusion around it, but I think the point stands and it doesn't really matter either way. It's not approved. And now the SEC and I think the more important conversation is what happens tomorrow when the ETF really was supposed to be approved. Does this cause delay or does the SEC have to kind of look like a fool and say tonight it wasn't approved, but tomorrow it is approved? The whole situation is going to be extremely interesting. Hey, quickly, Mario, I, I see Gareth in the audience. I, I don't know if you guys can speak. I see Ryan from Bitwise. Uh, you guys have invites in your, uh, but if you don't see them, request if you guys would like to come up, because I'd love to hear both your perspectives. Go ahead, Mario. No, man, I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of getting the Crypto Town Hall account, but I want to give the mic to William, and I see Joe on stage as well. Um, yeah, William? Yeah. Uh, quickly, two thoughts. I've just responded to them, uh, to the SEC account, and I said, can you show us proof that it was compromised? because the community is not believing it. Trust, but, but verify. So I'm not sure if we'll, if we'll get an answer, but I think they should show us proof because uh, there's lots of skepticism around that. And number two, uh, if this thing was supposed to go through a vote for the 19B tomorrow, uh, how, how could they like prepare a, a text? Suppose it gets approved tomorrow. Uh, we all thought that there was gonna be a vote. So this means that uh, those votes are fixed if they prepared the draft the day before. So that that's what I'm thinking now. I think they just wanted to test to see whether or not- Yeah, I mean, there's a very wide consensus that this is a done uh, deal. Yeah, I mean, you had uh, Van Yeah, go on. Yeah, I don't think you need Yago. Yago, go ahead before we go back to Scott. <laughs> what I wanted to say wasn't, no, I wasn't nearly important enough to interrupt Scott. Uh, uh, well, there you go. Scott, it is, everything's important. Uh, and we got Gareth up. So I'll give you the mic, but Gareth is up as well, by the way. Was Yago speaking? Because I doubt you were right. I no, he's, no, 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 he's, he's done speaking. He had nothing important to say, literally. That's what he said. 
I'm, okay. I'm just well, messing with you. But, uh, I still didn't hear him say it, so that's sad. Gareth, oh. Gareth, Gareth is up, though. Gareth is up. Let me ask a question again. Gareth, did you look at the candle, the, the price action? Can we come to any conclusion from the price action from the fake news? Yeah, I mean, initially you saw the initial spike, but it wasn't, you know, to be honest, I was surprised. At first, I thought it was approved just like everyone else. And, and I was like, wow, that's all it's going to get on on approval. And then it reversed so quickly that, that you know, it, it was it was somewhat shocking. So the question is, again, is is was it pre-scheduled release of a tweet or, or whatnot? I don't know. But certainly the price action was not what you'd expect. And what's more interesting now is that we're actually seeing more significant sell-off back to 45,500 on Bitcoin, even though, again, you would still assume that these would be approved by tomorrow. And again, it's just this is this is just more, I don't know, egg on the face. I, I don't even know. It's it's disappointing. It's just, you know, this is the last thing of our community or of the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> I think the SEC mainly. I mean, I think that that it's it's just a situation where like like what type of of security do these people have on their Twitter accounts so that they don't use two factor authentication? I mean, I don't know, I, you know, or was it a pre pre done tweet that was supposed to go out tomorrow and it went out early? I honestly don't know. Uh, I guess we'll find out more in the coming hours, though. I could I can say my piece real quick, uh, Scott. And like it's you know you saw the the move up, and I think the reason we didn't see a bigger move up is that the insiders are they're in. They know that that was not real, the real move. Um, you know, we when he tweeted, it was um, you know it was, we were already down to forty six five. Um, I think it's like you know the bigger story here. Is same thing as matrix port, same t- thing as this. Anyone can get hacked at any time, right? Like this was most likely a third-party integration hack, which means that they didn't actually have the ability to get into the Twitter account. They probably, you know, the SEC probably had some sort of integration with like a Calendly or Google or some sort of other integration that just allowed someone to post something, right? But the the, the big story here is just how long do we wait? Look what happened with matrix port, right? Like they are leaving open these vectors for attack on themselves to market manipulation. Matrix port was not a hack, right? This was just someone that put something else out there that had some authority and they're just leaving market manipulation open. They're not protecting investors, right? All because of what? What are we waiting for? It's a simple Bitcoin spot ETF that we've been talking about for years that people have been filed for years. So it's just like, just get it over with. They're leaving so much room and so much, so many vectors for attack that um, that's why this stuff is happening. Thank you, Dan. Um, you're welcome, Joe. <laughs> so, Gaurav, I wanted to, to go to you as well. You, I don't know how much I could say on here. I'll just ask you the question directly, and I won't say what we discussed behind the scenes. Is what is your ETF trade? What do you make of the news today? And, and can we, can, you know, can we learn anything from the price action that we saw beyond that? Um, you know, short-term traders are just emotional as hell. Gaurav, are you there? He just wants to talk about your biohacking chamber sauna. Yeah. Do you think that would have, uh, so Gareth, I want to go back to you and ask you a question. Do you think that could have any impact on the, on the, on the market's reaction when the real news drops, assume it, assuming it does drop tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the first thing is people are going to double and twir- triple and quadruple check to make sure it's actually legitimate first. So the reaction may actually be a little slower. I think everyone here was just, you know, we all expected it. We were waiting on the edge of our seats. When it came, we didn't question it initially. Oh, we'll, we knew this news was going to come. The next time it hits, it, you know, it probably takes a, a few minutes to kind of sink in and, and people confirm that it's real news. But uh, but the bigger question is, is, you know, where, where does price go? Uh, it's certainly, 
certainly today doesn't give us much insight into that. I wouldn't say that we can say it's not going to rally at this point. It still could, uh, since this is now fake news. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm mystified, man. Can, can you tell us? Can you tell us, Gareth? Can you tell us again what what the price did when the when the news came out? Yeah, and so so I think Scott said it. Spiked up by about one one thousand two hundred. Yeah, it, it was trading at it was trading yeah. at uh, forty six thousand seven twenty five going into that, and then spiked up to about forty eight thousand. Then quickly reversed back down to forty four seven or so, and it settled in around forty five thousand five hundred. So it was a lot of whipsaw. I mean, what, what's more interesting here is is that it's not like we're back to where we were trading prior to the news. We're actually down about a thousand dollars. So what that tells us is two things: one is people are saying, okay, well. The, the SEC is saying it's not approved. This wasn't an authorized tweet that it, that these aren't approved, and so people are saying, "Wait a minute, does that mean that the SEC potentially might not approve them?" Um, which I still think it will get approved, but I mean, I think that's creeping into people's psyche. And then the other side of it too could just be, you know, people are exhausted by this, man. I mean, I, I said in my trading floor here, I was like, when it, when it hit, I'm like, "Thank God, it's it got approved," and they're like, "Let's just move on." And we've been talking about this for how long just to get a spot ETF? Like, I just want to move on, and I think people are kind of you know almost dead to this this news at this point i i, I thought i thought i have a different argument to make I, I feel like this is all hyping it up further like the feeling that i got and i'm, I'm actually curious to get what, what scott and others think but the feeling i got when I, when this happened is like i knew it's gonna happen i shouldn't be surprised but it feels like the biggest things that ever happened in crypto like the biggest news since the, the since probably ftx collapsed um, you mean the actual approval or the fact that the we feeling all fell that for the, fake the, news from the SEC? No, 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 no. The, the feeling that so I'm talking about before knowing it's fake news. Um, the feeling that I got that this is I feel like everything that's happened, including the CoinDesk uh, a false tweet um, a, a few months Coin back, Telegraph. Yeah, Coin CoinTelegraph, and and all the, the you know the, the the constant discussion going back and you know going repeating the same back and forth about what will happen to the price, whether the ETF is going to be approved or not, how many will be approved, the fee war, etc. Even though we've discussed it at length, even though we know it's inevitable, we said this earlier today, it's inevitable. I still feel like the, the, the reaction is only going to be more extreme, and this only adds to the hype, just showing how big I of a deal. You look at the numbers yeah. that we have now. Everyone knows it's fake news. Yet there's, uh, you know, fourteen thousand people listening. Um, can and I remember me and you, Scott, were like, "Is it worth doing?" Everyone knows it's fake news. And we knew there's just so much emotion <laughs> well, we, behind we, it we, that to, people to be want fair, to. We were about to, yeah, we wanted to start the spaces when we thought it was real, and as we were getting ready, we found out it was fake. You know, that's how fast it happened. It's, I mean, it's absolutely astounding. I agree with you. I think that uh, this just shows how much pent up sort of uh, passion and aggression there is. Uh, for and just thirst for this news to happen, man. Uh, I yeah, it, this is tough. I'm seeing a bunch of stuff in the background, so I'm trying to read all the tweets and updates while we're. Boy, while what do you we're give us? Yeah, this. give us. What are you reading so far? How's the reaction? Um, let me, let me look. Well, Brad Garlinghouse had an amazing tweet. He said, "Days like this remind me that the SEC should be investigating itself for multiple things, and crypto, crypto Twitter remains undefeated in memes." <laughs> uh, what are we? What else we got? Uh, Have you yeah. seen the BitBoy conspiracy? 
No, but I hope uh, that I, I don't because my eyes Bitboy, are already yeah, I, I, Bitboy's tweet yesterday. I just jumped today. I'm going to attempt. Something. I'll just jump in real today quick. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just going to jump in real quick and just say, you know, this this is the same body that's supposed to be protecting investors from this exact thing that sued Elon Musk right. for something. You know, went after Mark Cuban. Like, I mean, you know, how many people do they go after for posting things on Twitter that is false? And, and here they are. I mean, it's just it's pathetic, honestly. Oh, I can see a whole bunch of tweets being shared in the group. Um, oh, why is why is this Bitboy there? Um, right, let me let me open them up. You read Brad Garlinghouse. You, you read Charles as well. Um, oh, there I'm it is, not. Charles. I'm here. trying to keep yeah, up. Check, I'm check. trying to keep up while also you. giving my kid I'll, a snack. I'll ta- I'll ta- <laughs> I've tagged you in the breaking news crypto group. Let me read out here. So Charles uh, says the following. Um, let me read it out. The BTC ETF announcement hack would have violated new SEC rules adopted in July that require high level of cybersecurity risk management, according to, to uh, uh, a securities lawyer. Uh, so that's a tweet by Charles. Um, it kind of makes your point, Simon. Michael Saylor tweeted about this as well. Hold on. Let me see what the team sent through. I don't know. He's beat 155. He did. Bitcoin will be the only thing ever approved twice by the SEC. It came in from Michael Saylor. About 10 minutes ago, Tyler Winklevoss, everyone's got an opinion on this. Uh, so, Tyler, David, today David the SEC. Force, David Force, the CTO of Ripple, just put out a great tweet. It's a tweet from the SEC that says, careful what you read on the internet. The best source of information about the SEC is always the SEC. And then he has, <laughs> obviously, the post of the SEC pushing the misinformation. Um, so, I've one. got one. Other, I've got you on here, Tyler. Um, oh, okay, it's not, not funny. Today, yeah, the SEC continued to... Yeah, yeah, the entire wink of us. The SEC continued his quest to harm U.S. investors. Time for the SEC to hold the SEC accountable. Is there anyone that – hold on. When, if the SEC fucks up, what's, I'm sure there's a process. I don't know if anyone has the answer. Bruce, maybe you have the answer. Who holds them accountable? Yeah, investigate. It just happened. It just they happened. investigate they themselves and determine they did no wrongdoing. Yeah. <laughs> well, the GAO. <laughs> the GAO. The old adage, who regulates the regulator, but um, – one of the answers is meant to be fat F. So financial action task force is meant to be the regulators of regulators. Um, we've got another one here by, okay, that's, yeah, go I was going to jump in and say, uh, you know, everyone keeps talking about the death of Twitter. Well, what do we all do is immediately, immediately right after news like this broke, you know, I, I feel like there's no other platform like Twitter where we can have this conversation and things happen live. Like everything seems so slow on other channels. Um, are we missing? Are we missing the key point, which is that the market has now shown us something? Because if we really believed that this thing was launched, we had forty minutes of data on the movement of the price, right? There's no guarantee. yeah, but if that's the answer, if it's the full forty minutes, we get to liquidate everyone and come back to the same spot, sure. right? I mean, Schrodinger's cat is about to commit Harry Carey. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, Bill, is yeah. that is that the time between the tweets? Forty minutes. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing since I was actually working, but, but uh, it was certainly enough time to have some interesting data, right? So there, just guys, uh, uh, again, Charles Gasparino says something interesting. I want to get your thoughts. So what Gary tweeted, um, uh, you know, the, the, in response to the to the false tweet, he said the SEC Twitter account was compromised and an unauthorized tweet was posted. The SEC has not approved the listing and trading of spot Bitcoin exchange traded products. Now, Charles, quote, tweets that not long after. So it's what, what, 10 minutes later, quote, tweets said, what's so weird is that he isn't saying the tweet is wrong. Also, this has to be North Korea. By the way, based on what I'm hearing, there's going to be a massive investigation into this. Now, three points. 
I don't know why he's heard minutes after this happened and there's going to be an investigation. I think that's pretty, pretty uh, uh, far-fetched to say that earlier. And, and I'm sure there's going to be an investigation. The North Korea thing I'm going to ignore. But the first one is what's so weird is that he isn't saying the tweet is wrong. I don't think we can look into can, – can anyone kind of dissect the Gary tweet? Is there anything of value in it? Um, I'll pin it at the top. Maybe Scott – actually, let me try to pin it now. Um, and everyone could read it. But I'm not sure if there's anything in that tweet that could... Spoiler, there's nothing of value in anything Gary Gensler tweets. Yeah, but unless he's tweeting, but you have to understand, he has to tweet as quickly as possible. So it's it's not taking a lot of plan, going through uh, compliance, etc. He's had to tweet something out. So maybe, um, you know, kind of slipped and said something it could indicate whether an approval is coming tomorrow. Or at least such, I don't think there is. I think it looks pretty basic. Literally, he was literally saying... I'm so tired of spaces talking about the ETF. We're going to have to actually give them another subject. So he gave you another subject I, for the space. I've, I've just I've just pinned it above as, as well. And then James, James Post, I've got two more tweets. James Post should have listened to the SEC about the SEC. Uh, and then he's, he's, quote, tweeting the tweet by the SEC on October 17, 2023. Careful what you read on the internet. The best source of information about the SEC is the SEC. So that was on October 17th by the SEC. Um, and lastly, we've got Tyler Winklevoss. I expect SEC enforcement to send SEC's social media and cybersecurity team a well notice any minute. Uh, Mikkel? Yeah, just a quick question, because I, I mean, just a quick, quick comment, because I know you were asking about the authenticity of the original post. Um, I'm looking at a screenshot of it now, and if you look closely, it seems pretty obvious to me that uh, new text was actually posted over an old quote because the quote is actually kind of under the text. So just analyzing that initial post, it does look like it was photoshopped to some degree by someone and made to look like an SEC post rather than some pre uh, pre-written SEC post. Either way, like I don't think we can blame anyone for falling for fake news from the actual SEC account. Right. Oh, for sure. I mean, we can we can analyze. I agree with you. We can analyze it to death. But when you see SEC Gov tweet something that everyone's expecting within this 24 hour period, which, by the way, makes it the perfect psyop for whoever did this. There's no blame on us for falling for that fake news. One thing that is pretty noteworthy, I think, is I, I, I think about five or 10 years ago, nobody would have had the kahunas to um, tweet these types of things at the SEC. I think it's a reflection of, you know, a a level of um, respect that that seems to have been degraded as a result of actions recently, because nobody would have done this before. You'd be scared shitless to to try and even like tweet underneath the the chair of the SEC or the, the SEC's official account, particularly if you're you know, regulated or a broker dealer. It's, it is a sign of changing times. Yeah, that's a super good point. Um, yes. You know, I'm, I'm SEC regulated and, and I'm terrified of them my whole career. You, you know, you don't badmouth the regulators in your space. It's, it's not a wise move. It's, uh, but I do badmouth them because they're so, so bad. I, 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 as much as it is a risk to me potentially, because these are just the kind of brand of people that would try and wreck somebody's career because they make a mean tweet. I, I have to take the risk because it's my industry too. And, and I, I have been registered a long time and I grew up in this industry and I care about it and I care about America and it sounds corny, but I want my industry clean. I don't want Sam in it. And I also don't want Gary Gensler in it because they're both bad actors. 
Just got. I'm just looking at the. I'm not sure if you did that already, and I didn't pay attention. But I'm just looking at the price action, and this is not my forte. So I'm just going to read out what the chart did, and you and Gary and, and the rest of the panel could kind of break it down. But at 1:26 my time, I'm in I'm in Dubai. At 1:26 a.m. my time is when Gary tweeted, and that was the lowest point for Bitcoin today. Is at 45, 45,000, whatever, 400. I see 44,701 Coinbase. I see. I see, I'm, I'm looking at trading view. I see 45,300 or 45,297. But that's, a, I'm just saying the lowest point is at 126, exactly when Gary tweeted. And when Gary tweeted, immediately spiked up to 46.2 from 45.2 or 0.3. So it went up by $1,000 and then went back down. I don't, I don't know. The rest of it is just mystery to me. But what, I, what I mean is that when the news came out, there was an immediate spike to 47.7. And I'm assuming, yeah, yeah, exactly. But then it immediately dropped again. So what I'm trying to make, you know, what I'm trying to make sense, what I'm trying to understand is that did it drop because people knew it was fake even before Gary tweeted because the tweet was deleted, um, or they found out it was photoshopped or whatever it is, or the person or whoever was behind it is just messing with the market, um, and it's, it's just, yeah, uh, whoever's jumping <laughs> no. in. Go ahead, Bill. Well, I was just going to say, you know, Bonk is up fifteen and a half percent. So it could be that there's a flight to safety here, you know, so we just got to <laughs> we, we, we really need to take a, a holistic view of of what's going on before we jump to any conclusions. Just want to just want to be very clear. Yeah, I didn't even actually take a look at what altcoins did in this situation. Now I got to bring up uh, dominance. My charts are moving slowly. We have a big storm here. Yeah. But Sorry, uh, as I spoke, yeah, I mean, uh, altcoins actually magic. versus Bitcoin performed exceptionally well in the last hour. We saw yeah, dominance and, drop, and, and just as I yeah. spoke, Bonk is up to sixteen and a half percent. So, so um, actually, yeah, all coins are generally going up. I mean, you guys can figure this one out to me, but uh, it seems that they're outperforming Bitcoin in this moment, which is pretty curious, I would say. Yeah, I'm Dave. <laughs> whether, whether for the altcoin comment there or for this entire fiasco with the SEC, I think the one thing that's super clear is we need a vomit emoji on Twitter Spaces. <laughs> Seriously, uh, I mean, but it, it's just factually. I mean, Ethereum was trading at about 0.048 on the Bitcoin pair, uh, which was the lowest that it's been basically since May of 21. Uh, broke the lowest level uh, that from June 22, which was 0.049. It went down as far as about 0.047 today. Now back up to almost 0.052. A very sizable move for something that moves very slowly, and all after this. Really curious. Hmm. There's Dave, one go ahead. Thing. Or yeah. William, William, then yeah, Dave. William. Sorry, William, then yeah, Dave. Just, William, just, then Dave. Very quickly, Mario, the, you were ask, asking about that, that tweet. Uh, Hester Pierce has retweeted Gary's tweet, the one denying that there was something there. That's a bit interesting. I don't know how to interpret it because I went through her timeline. She has never retweeted anything from Gary that I could like just see. So I, I don't know how to interpret that, but she, she was very quick to retweet it. But I think this is more yeah, I mean, when you zoom into the hourly, by the way, EPTC, it's a monster move on huge volume. Huge. I, I mean, Scott, I think that there's two things here that are important. You know, the first is this is yet another massive black eye for this SEC. And it's bipartisan, right? People are going to look at this. There's no way to look at this any other way. 
Uh, you know, they have new cybersecurity laws at the same time that they're trying to produce, holding firms to a higher standard that they obviously can't meet themselves. That, that's not going to be, there are plenty of people who are going to seize on that. The fact is, is it's not really that surprising while coins outperform because after all, the narrative was shaping up to be the SEC saying, okay, Bitcoin's okay, but the other stuff, we're going to go after hammer and tongs. But a weakened SEC that looks terrible means they're not going to be able to go after altcoins nearly as much, hammer and tongs. And so on a relative basis, it's fairly rational that altcoins would, would outperform. But, but the real problem is the SEC is not supposed to be the story, right? They're just not. That is not their job. And there are a lot of people who look at this and say, well, it's not supposed to be their job, yet obviously it is. I mean, this is worse than the Cointelegraph intern, right? You know, we don't know exactly what happened. I mean, the word he used was unauthorized. He didn't say false, so we don't really know where the hell it is. The agencies are not in, are not supposed to be ambiguous. They're supposed to be clear, and this is not clear. And so no matter how you want to slice it, it is a big black eye for the SEC. Honestly, you know, the reaction to the news itself, I mean, we'll see. I mean, my suspicion is we'll end up right where we were before. Uh, and, you know, then then w when the approval happens, maybe it won't need jerk up so much, maybe it won't need jerk down so much. The real question will be how many assets, how much buying really is there and how long does it take to develop? It's sort of the, that theme that you and I were talking about on Monday. Yeah, that makes sense, Bill. Oh, sorry, I'm trying to work in parallel. I, I don't know if this is true, but one of the listeners just uh, I guess here just pointed out to me that the uh, a Coinbase account posted an ETF reaction, like literally within either seconds or, or a minute or two of um, of the SEC announcement to the to the degree where it looked like they actually knew that it was coming. I, I don't know if it's true. I'm just telling you what I was told. I what, I what did they say I exactly? What did they say? It exactly? was basically what did, like what a big heart image. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at a copy of the image now. It's basically a big heart image like Coinbase loves ETFs. So clearly it was prepared in advance. Like it was, this is not something you create in, because was. In, I'm not talking about an emoji from a keyboard. I'm talking about a big picture of a heart. You uh, should, you know, yeah. So just, yeah. yeah so, so just for the first two things for the audience, I would love to get your thoughts on all this in the bottom right corner in the purple circle. Yeah. Um, and mainly if you think this is a mistake or there was a pre-prepped uh, tweet, um, but I do want to go to to that response. If anyone uh, has, if anyone could check deleted tweets by uh, uh, by uh, uh, Bill, what Bill was referring to, a deleted tweet by uh, the Coinbase account. Um, do let us know. Check it out and and post it at the top or DM it to me and the team will check it and we can pin it for everyone to see. Because yeah, if it was tweeted that quickly, Bill, if that's true, I'm not sure who sent it to you. Yeah, but they probably just have it sitting in their drafts waiting for the approval, right? Yeah, you got to imagine that. I mean, we've got like three or four ready to go whenever this thing actually happens from Swan. That's that's pretty normal. Yeah, but when do you when do you get them? Would you get them done? All right, fair point. But like, would you? I mean, they're already ready. Seconds? Like we have like yeah. I mean, we've done like mid journey illustrations with AI and shit, getting ready for these. And you know, we we were lucky that we didn't move fast enough to tweet it in the six or seven minutes in between the tweets. But yeah, they're ready to go. Gaurav, your thoughts on this? I asked you earlier. I think you had mic issues. Not sure if it's working now. 
uh yeah i mean it's a pretty serious conversation going on here while we were a bunch of alphas uh, here in uh, zurich having a crypto meetup and this happened and everything just fell off you know uh, just about 10 minutes ago i gave a speech on the public markets and how uh, things work around uh, liquidity <laughs> and 5 uh, minutes later this happened and we were like laughing uh, it was basically watching soccer match with friends Uh, so we thought you know what can be better uh, than than Mario's show um, what was the but what was it you got tell us what like i want to know what, what happened in the room like what, what was the reaction i'm actually curious from everyone <laughs> so initially i was the one uh, you, you know me right i was the one who took the news to the floor i was like guys this is done this is approved and the more sensible people like ralph and others they were like wait 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 let me verify let me verify so we went to the sec account um and and then everybody started announcing and congratulating to everyone and we already had you know drinks there so celebration started and we went on to the charts and this is why you know this is where i would actually want to bring attention of scott especially when he recently was talking about the movement on the charts there's something uh, tricky about about the scenario that that we observed firsthand uh, being a third party which is uh we went to the charts and it was already dumping um and then we found out gary posted uh whatever you know uh, the 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 theory uh, in between is it took him about 16 minutes um to come back and reclaim the truth but um the the wick upwards and the wick downwards happened in between like about 4 4 minutes 4 to 7 minutes depending on uh, you, if you're looking at spot and binance and uh, kraken and uh, and and uh, and futures um so there's uh, there is definitely a, a play of informed trading somewhere um as as i would think about it uh, from a market maker perspective um for those who are not aware of what we do uh we've been actively trading big amounts across the crypto market since 2016 as a hedge fund uh so we're plugged into 60 plus exchanges um and have been recording tick data since 2016 and have been building uh, analysis around it so this is this is one thing that i would leave the audience to chew um uh, uh but but the fun part is um another story which everybody was talking about and i saw scott post about it this morning which is um uh what happens if they sell the news you know exactly what happens now right <laughs> yeah it's just confusing i think the whipsaw which by the way you know when we were discussing it this morning mario even on the actual approval ran was talking about in quite a few that they expected regardless of what happens over the next day 2 3 days this whipsaw in price acted action that liquidates everybody on both sides short and long and that's 100% what we saw here whether that was a result of the fake news announcement or not so uh that should uh once again reiterate unless your uh professional has been doing this for a long time and I would still caution them that uh, this probably is not a news event to trade around the big boys are positioned they're ready for this uh, this is not the time to start uh, taking on leverage and expectation of what's about to happen Dave, what we about to say. Yeah, I mean, I think that that the previous speaker made an enormously important point. I mean, if there hap- if it happened that there was a leak out of the SEC or if it happened that the place that post if it really was a hack and the place that posted the fake news what knew about it and actually the reason for the start of the wick down was they knew it was false. 
that is a monster story. Other than that, if it was just the SEC, an early release or something like that, and it actually happened the way it was, and it was just going to be a sell the news event, eh, you know, it makes them as embarrassed. We've already made those points. It's pretty horrible. But if it turned out that it was actually a legit hack of the SEC and they positioned themselves and the reason the market started selling off is they started selling into it uh, and people got wind of it and figured it out, that is a monster story. Right. You know, that, that, you know, at, at which point it's not a joke anymore about the SEC and manipulation, et cetera. And I think that that, that distinction really matters. So forensically, if you whoever could figure that out, that's that's a big deal. I would uh, add uh, to that now that you're, uh, you know, somebody is bothered to listen to that point. Um, the fact that uh, Gary came out after the dump reached the peak uh, can spin a few more conspiracy theorist, uh, theories, although I'm not one, uh, so I'm probably not the best at that. But uh, I'd also want to point out this fact as well. Uh, if you look at the spot uh, as the, at the future trades, um, they started dropping well before uh, spots. And if you know how it's configured, you know how perpetuals are configured, uh, you, you can see that, uh, I mean, you'd know that um, they move before the spot. They front run the spot. Uh, the intent front runs the spot. And and larger bets, uh, let's say, if it was a conspiracy theory and somebody was planning on it, would definitely be futures, right? Nobody would go in and put in, you know, uh, everything spot and then sell, uh, but rather go in at a at a twenty x leverage or ten x depends on who it is, uh, and then short yeah. it uh, from that point. So again, uh, trying to trying to be a conspiracy theorist uh, for the first time on a show, uh, probably not performing at my optimum, but uh, I'll leave uh, the audience to take it from here then. But all the facts still remain true. Uh, the facts are still true. I want somebody who can like quickly pull a chart, uh, place the tweet timing and make a tweet about it so that it can be pinned uh, to this conversation to make it even more interesting. And in fact, probably landing onto something substantial. I mean, even the CME futures went to a discount, right? Went from a hundred basis point. Um, exactly. To, oh, you were talking discount. the same language. Yes. yes. I, I mean, I tweeted it. The funding so shifted. I showed the volatility. Yeah. I, I thought it was kind of fun because, you know, our trading system, we capture this and we let people actually make money doing it. But I was watching the same thing. There were backwardizations across multiple markets. Uh, for whatever reason, crypto.com happened to have been the first market to roll over. Uh, and was trading hundreds of dollars below other markets. I'm not saying they did anything. I'm not complaining about them. I'm just stating that's a, that's a factual point. The tether pair was trading dramatically higher than the dollar pair, which means that any manipulation that was going on is highly likely to have been inside the United States, not abroad, which, of course, is not a narrative the SEC really wants to be true, uh, but that's what the data shows. So there, there's a lot of interesting things that could be dug out of this. It's just, it's going to take some Mario, time. I think we're getting it. to something. You should have somebody pin the tweet and get more thoughts, you know. I would have never thought about the the SEC uh, and, and the United States limitation to that news. Of course, it makes sense now. Uh, yeah, well, the tweet just just retweet it. I'll look at your account and I'll pin it. If, uh, unless you know how to hold on, you host your own spaces now. You know how to pin it. You can pin it at the top. Um, oh, let's not talk about it. I don't I want, post my I want, spaces. <laughs> I, I want. I want. Um, it, so the question that I have is: um, Oh, the altcoin moves that we're seeing right now. 
um, uh, we seeing Bitcoin, you know, altcoins outperform Bitcoin. What, how, how would you explain that, Gaurav? And I think, Joey, hold on. Joey's on stage. Joey, you posted about this as well. You're saying a lot of money's moving yeah. from Bitcoin to altcoins. Yeah, basically, I just saw, because we have a couple minutes of news, and Scott kind of alluded to it a little bit, altcoins did outperform Bitcoin minutes after the announcement. It seems like the Bitcoin dominance is dropping, which doesn't make a lot of sense, unless people are like, wait a minute. I just saw what happened for 30 minutes. Solana, AVAX, Ethereum all outperformed the move that Bitcoin did. If I'm going to if I'm playing this news, I'm better off in Solana, AVAX, Ethereum than I am in Bitcoin, for example. So are people repositioning their bet if they're playing this by the news? And I, I kind of feel like they are, to be honest. Uh, can I can I ask a, a question, Joa, on that? Yeah, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I I have a um, again. I would go back to to the primary point I made. Uh, what did people exactly see? Are you are you uh, referring to? People saw uh, a major news, uh, highly anticipated news, hitting the market, um, not actually making an impact for more than three minutes. Not even a five minute scandal. I think any sincere trader would look at 15 and more, but not even a five minute scandal um, and then an immediate drop. What, probably I'm missing a thing here, but what which sentiment are you talking about? So Bitcoin didn't actually perform uh, to the news. Four minutes, one candle. I mean, we are just looking at a nuked market for more than a 16% pullback uh, that held itself for more than eight minutes at least uh, with that fifteen percent, and then resorted back to nine percent with the with the news five days ago. Um, so I'm I'm probably not able to uh, to to entirely collect uh, what you're implying. Yeah, but if you like, look at is the, that a positive? If you yeah. pull no for Bitcoin, no. If you, but if you pull out the if you look at the Solana chart, for example, you'll see it lasted for a lot longer than that. Right. So I assume. Anyone who's a trader is playing this news right now is looking at what happened to several of the big L1s, maybe some of the L2s, and they're looking at, okay, what happened during this news? This is where I should place my bet, right? And that bet, based on the information that you have currently, Bitcoin wasn't the best bet. Right? Right. It wasn't the that's best it. move you can make. Yep. Scott, that's exactly what I was saying before. I'm looking at the ETH hourly, and clearly – someone believes that the news is a rotation into ethereum as the next domino to fall and you can see it's still going right yeah, so i yeah i think that was a rocket under what's next and i think that you know my impression and i'm not giving you what i think should happen or will happen what the market believed in that few minutes where it was news and not fake is that there would be a rotation into who's next and by the way, which is, yeah, I mean, I've been talking about that ETH rotation and taking a beating for it for months. So <laughs> no, no, no surprise there, but that's exactly, I don't know what would happen necessarily on that move, but that's what I've been looking for. Yeah, I've just, by the way, Bill, you've got a lot of echo, a lot of feedback on your end, Bill. Sorry, I had my phone in the stand. So I was just saying, if you. Okay, you got to unmute again. I was muting you because the feedback. You got oh, again. If you look at the last two candles, uh, clearly there's a volume spike. And it coincided with with the tweet with a rotation into what's next. It's just obvious. 
So yeah, I would rather agree to to that. Like like the money flew in, and uh, you know the primary the primary target disappointed. Uh, I mean, if that's a theory we are implying to, then it of course it's it's acceptable. But um, yeah, okay. I mean, that's agreed. Yeah, I just but I would I just I would, tweeted I would, the I chart just, earlier. Yeah. It's pinned above for those who didn't see it. That's like twenty minutes ago. Yeah. And I've also pinned at the top the uh, right next to Scott's tweet the Coinbase tweet um, that came out minutes after the ETF approval that we were talking about earlier. So as a, as a let me see the tweet again. It's just a an image of Coinbase loves ETFs. That's pretty much it, a blue image. Um, so so anyone else to check that out? I just pinned it above. Almost as good as their Super Bowl ad with the little QR code bouncing around for twenty seconds. Uh, Morning, Terrence, I'd be the, curious. I'm just curious to ask the panel if hmm. if how many of us think it was a hack and how many of us think it was a uh, pre-planned release that someone. Well, I'd, I'd ask, I, yeah, I'd also I'd also ask the audience that's on the comments because I was going through it earlier. I think initially people were pointing the figures. It was it was all pre. It was uh, it was a mistake and it was a very pre-planned tweet. But then when we started analyzing the actual tweet, if someone could pin the actual tweet that they, they put out, the fake tweet, it'd be good to see it. If someone can pin it, that'll be great. But when, when we had a Mikul analyze it, among others, it was like, it looked fake. It looked like it was Photoshopped on top of another tweet. Bill, you're unmuting. Did, did you see Anthony Scaramucci's tweet? Uh, basically, <laughs> he, he said, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I don't have it in front of me, but basically he's, he used the term, I think, I think he's lying, and this was a prepared tweet, and someone jumped the gun. That's what he said. Ah, but I think if this, yeah, it, what's his exact tweet? If this is it, that then that's just that's I'm what he said. He said, "I believe opinion. that Genzer is lying." That's what Anthony said. Yeah, but I think, I, yeah, I think he, yeah, I believe. I think he's just basing on his belief. I'm not sure if he's looked into it. If he's looked, if it's photoshopped. No, obviously, or not. he has no proof. But think, I'm just telling you what he said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, what, what do you think, Bill? And by the way, Anthony Scaramucci, I think, uh, is I the think person who seeded BlackRock's uh, ETF. I think the SEC was SMS 2FA hacked. I really do. I think they were using SMS for this. Somebody figured out the phone number associated with the accounts and they were uh, sim jacked, just like many of you here have been sim jacked. And it's ineptitude that a government agency would be using SMS for 2FA. Uh, I think this was probably a prepared tweet that was scheduled anywhere from two to five business days ago and they screwed it up. That's what I think they were. They were supposed to schedule at a certain time. They missed that time and it went out. This does not, none of the language in this tweet sounds anything like a hack. It literally sounds exactly like sec language. Um, I think it's, I think it was just a screw up that probably was supposed to go out at the exact time. It went out today, tomorrow. Um, but it didn't. Um, and it, 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 I think this is just somebody at the SEC missed some sort of administrative number that they were supposed to put in and, uh, it went out at the wrong time. Um, I can only imagine what it's like, um, at the SEC office running around. It's probably like a, you know, a, an episode of the office when the fire alarm's going off. And people are trying to climb out windows and, you know, through the roof and stuff. <laughs> you, you, you know, uh, hilarious. Uh, just hilarious in every way. 
I mean, one thing to back that up is I've been saying for days that it's virtually certain it will be in that four to four or five window after the mark equity markets close. Mm-hmm. The SEC mm-hmm. knows Coinbase. They know MicroStrategy. They know Riot. They know a bunch of mm-hmm. clients. They don't want to be having market making market moving things during the time. You know, that's the window. It will happen when it does happen, which that's is why we point. all jumped on it and assumed it was right. Yeah, that's a really that's a really great point. Really great point. But yeah. if you guys are both right, and I, I agree that you, you have a great point, think about how crazy that is. The chairman, I, I mean, we all dislike him. We know this. But the chairman of the SEC just went and lied to the public. He's Shocking. Gotta, he, Shocking, he, isn't it? Shocking. This is, this is, this is, this is so <laughs> beyond any other of the many, many, many ridiculous things. There has to be a point when people say enough is enough. If arbitrary, they did, arbitrary and capricious, I believe, is the they, uh, But Bruce, yeah. he didn't say it was hacked. The, he didn't, the, the la- his language does not say it was hacked. I've pinned it. I've pinned it. That's why, that's why I question it. Yeah, I've Compromise. pinned it. I've pinned it. Yes, yeah, but I've just pinned above the work. tweet. I'm happy to do it. I have no idea how we'd ever find out. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. government agencies aren't the most transparent folks in the world. No, um, no they are not. It, and I think, I, I, I believe a couple of weeks ago, we, we were in a spot where the SEC was defending itself for lying to the courts um, sure. and asking that not to be sanctioned. So, you know, uh, the, Gensler's going to cover his rear end. And, and I would imagine that the, he, he could care less about the Twitter heat. He's probably getting significant heat from the likes of uh, BlackRock and Franklin Templeton and, and, and those types of folks, which, by the way, he'll need to be friends with over the next decade if he ends up running for office, which he probably will as a senator or something in some East Coast state. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's got his master's and this is a screw up. Hmm. I always thought uh, he would go work for BlackRock. Uh, say, either way. Right. No, Binance. Oh, Binance. <laughs> Binance, Bill. Binance. <laughs> I don't the reason think Binance I think it's fake. BlackRock might. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's fake because the first sentence says, today the SEC grants approval for Bitcoin ETFs, and they don't list which ones, for listing on all registered national securities exchanges, which reads really weird. Like, why would you say all national securities exchanges instead of and, and how I is that even fake. relevant? You would just say I agree. I vote fake. You proved, I vote yeah. Fake. I so. yeah. Just for the for the audience that's going through it, uh, if you want to go look at the tweet, the original tweet by the SEC about the approval, um, you could see it pinned above. I'm going through it. It doesn't look real at all. Uh, it looks really poorly made. Gaurav? Yeah, I was. Uh, I don't know. I mean, probably I'm just in the same fun mood it all started with. So if I was to trigger more conspiracy theories around this. How about the common um, claims that people make about all these people having their insiders in these large agencies? And if I was like BlackRock or one of these top agencies that already uh, companies, corporates that would have people inside SEC, I would definitely want to um, gauze uh, the market reaction because I'm just about to pump in a few billions if, I mean, of course, starting with 500 million and a few billions, uh, I would want to test it, right? And and the testing won't just happen uh, in plain sight. So there has to be a story of a hack um, and then check what happens for 15 minutes 
and then of course come back uh, with an average claim uh, of a compromising of accounts while well, i was able to see how the market reacts to to a news like that uh, just another just another theory on the on the table yeah i don't think that you know and to, and to bolter bill's point i think to, to leaning towards it being an sms hack you know in addition to the evidence of the thing <clears throat> As much as we dislike Gensler, you know, the idea of him just blatantly and outright lying where Congress and everyone else can see it, I, I just don't think he's, you know, I, I don't, I, I think that would not be a smart move. I don't think he would do that. And as far as like BlackRock or somebody trying to test things and being involved, I mean, this is major, major trouble. Nobody's going to risk their career and potentially going to jail to try, like, who would do that? You know, there's nobody in BlackRock who's incentivized to do that, where they'd say, oh, I'm going to make so much money at this that I'm willing to risk my career. Because they wouldn't really be able to, a, a way to, tr to play that much and trade that much. And you definitely would be, you know, if somebody, if it turns out that it's, I mean, well, apparently it is somebody who hacked it. That seems most likely. That person is probably going to get, uh, there's a good chance they're going to get caught and they're going to get in big trouble. You know, I, I would imagine that the DOJ and the FBI would investigate this just because of the high profile nature. And due to the yeah. egg on its face, Bruce, you better believe right. that Gensler. Yeah, I remember the, uh, do you remember the uh, major Twitter hack? It was like July, maybe a year and a half or two years ago now, where uh, major accounts tweeted basically crypto scams. It was like Kanye West and Bill Gates and some of the biggest <laughs> people. And um, that was that that person was found in Hillsborough County. I know that because my friend was a state attorney prosecuting it and got yeah, it was young, 19, 20 years old and got major jail time for that hack. So, I mean, did that that absolutely whoever did this is taking a major, major risk by, by doing it. And you have to imagine they had some sort of incentive. And they've probably been waiting for the opportune time to take advantage uh, of the fact that they had figured out the phone number and and knew how to basically port it over, right? Because yeah, I mean, I, what would be the, the optimal time the SMS, uh, to, uh, to do an SMS? Sorry, good. Uh, yeah, the reason I'm against uh, or, or defending the SMS jacking, at least, or I'm not talking about more sophisticated ways of getting into the system authenticator. Uh, you know, most of the telecoms have already implemented the phone jacking mechanisms. Um, I'm not sure about particular uh, phone service, but most of them have uh, have a 24 hours uh, SMS limitations uh, whenever a number is ported. So if you port a number from from one device to another or a, or a SIM card to a iSIM or eSIM, uh, you basically can't receive SMSs unless you do a special request uh, and produce that authority. So phone jacking, uh, I, I think, is a bit. I don't think uh, that's true in the U.S. So I think oh, okay. uh, SIM yeah. swap is very easy. SIM swaps in the U.S. are a disaster. So you can set up special security settings, which all of you should do. First of all, you shouldn't be using SMS for two-factor authentication anyway. That's insanity. But regardless, you should be setting up a special security setting so that no one can request um, porting of your number without you physically going to a store and, 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 and giving a secret passcode, which is kind of the best you can do. There's also another service provider that uh, Afani. somebody... Afani, I, I was one of the first people ever to use yeah. it. Hasib is a close friend. I got yeah, swap twice on yeah. T-Mobile and that's the only way. I literally tweeted about it. Like they, you, yeah. they, there's no way to really avoid being SIM swapped at some point. In they the US. Socially, right. They can socially engineer, uh, socially engineer you and call customer service and get it done. All it takes is one either incompetent or corrupt customer service agent at any of the major providers. 
you know, thousand bucks and they'll give you, you know, they'll SIM swap you right from the company. So there's no real way to protect it unless you have uh, a company that is answering the call instead of your major provider like Afani. Yeah. And I think Michael Turpin sued AT&T for some insane amount of money, like what, $50 million or something. Uh, he got SIM swapped for over $20 million or something. Yeah, $20 million. Thank you. And, and, he, and he actually lost, as I understand it, which is, you know, I guess it's understandable. But but but, um, but yeah, in the U.S., you're, you're really taking your life in your hands if you use SMS for anything important. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, Senator Bill Haggerty is, uh, is asking the SEC for accountability. So I'm expecting a number of senators and perhaps Congress uh, – Members as well as are going to start piling up. Uh, could this, that tweet? Is no, that, but could this, like, could this to read it out yeah. really read it out and also tell us like could could and, and I want the panel to comment on it after you read out that tweet. Is that could could this really impact the SD in any negative way? Could they be held accountable by uh, by the I Congress? I hope so because yeah, it's very short. He says just like the SEC would demand accountability from a public company if they made such a colossal market moving mistake. Congress needs answers on that, on what happened. This is unacceptable. And then right after he, he, uh, he retweeted and he, uh, he copied uh, one of Gary's tweets that said, this is a reminder to secure your financial accounts, kind of them giving us lessons apparently. So he says, in light of recent events, you might want to revisit this Gary Gensler. This is from Senator Bill Haggerty. And who's not, I mean, there, there are, as you know, more hawkish uh, senators than him. So if he is kind of the one piling up, I, I can't imagine. I'm waiting to see what uh, uh, what Emmer and uh, Davidson and some of the other kind of right. strong, stronger folks are going to say. Well, I can't. I can imagine that we'll get one side tweeting uh, SEC accountability, and we'll very quickly get uh, Elizabeth Warren and her side tweeting about how this is somehow the fault of crypto and we're a bunch of hackers and degenerates and that this is proof that uh, we need to be highly regulated and banned, right? It'll be uh, both sides and we'll hear it uh, blamed on, on either one, depending on which party or position uh-huh. that politician takes. Hey, uh, God, I've got a question for you and I'd like anyone to answer this. I, I know you were discussing it earlier and I was looking at, um, there's a chart that Joe did kind of breaking down, not sure if it's accurate, uh, Scott, you can look at it. I've pinned it above Joe who was on stage earlier. Um, he did a chart and he kind of pointed out when the, the, the fake tweet came out and then when Gary's direction came out um, and what the chart did afterwards. So essentially, the, the Bitcoin pumped after the, the approval tweet came out and it dumped pretty quickly. Um, and then it started picking up gradually. And then Gary's tweet that this is false news came out and then it dumped all the way to whatever, whatever it was, 40, 45, whatever, 45,300. Um, so, so the question to you, Gaurav, is looking at this, does that give you any indication of what Bitcoin could do? And I think you've already answered it, but I'll ask it again. What Bitcoin could do if and when the approval comes in? So one thing that a lot of, uh, uh, I would say, senior uh, people in finance and affairs around this have been saying um, is that it won't be just a straight pump to $100,000. Because uh, first of all, we already knew this news. We're already in the in the in the middle of a hardening, um, you know, anticipation and excitement. So uh, in a way, we have already prized uh, both these news uh, organically. At the same time, um, 
the the uh, the this particular move uh, uh, will always be the case in a major news like this but uh, i i think something uh, which is the opposite of the pullback which is 15% upwards 20% upwards to the max uh, and then the trading begins to happen and extra like some more capital comes in by the way the daily volume of bitcoin is already uh, you know above 5 billion the reason i'm using that particular number is because um uh, if if all the uh, etfs start trading uh, with a primary capital of 500 million uh, they're still not able to to contribute a, a significant amount with respect to the daily trading amount Right. So the real price action, and I'm talking about the real price action, not speculation, uh, not greed index uh, coming into picture, would would happen over a period of time, as and when the capital is slowly plugged in. Right. So, so I don't Dave, think. Remind uh, us what you is, saw. This is, so, sorry, I thought you were done. Um, yeah. So, so the the move was actual. The move was real. And uh, again, I'm a be- I'm I'm strongly believing, of course, that the that the, that somebody did it to play uh, the news. And uh, when they saw uh, the price peaking out, they started selling. So yeah. it is, of course, indeed the right representation of the actual event. I don't think we can get more real than this. Um, and uh, to your point about SE, uh, about Gary coming out, it's just you know uh, retail speculation on the top. While everything around that has already played out, everything around the news, and then the the person who played on this news sold. I think the incident was already done within those ten minutes, or rather four minutes, if I was to uh, you know put it in terms of sales orders uh, and buy orders. Does that answer the question? I don't know if anyone's a TA here, but we did bounce off to 618, which would have been very normal. It's typically the largest resistance we have in Fibonacci. And you would expect a a test of it first, which we had not tested. And we did with this candle. And then it got rejected. That that would be very normal here. Exactly, Joa. That's actually a perfect representation of the market that you just said. Uh, The market... Uh, I mean, I'm talking about traders and millions of traders and quants that have coded their own knowledge and understanding of trading. It actually is based on the the basics like Fibonacci's and and MACDs and so on. And the bounce you're talking about is a resultant of the same. So while somebody is not following the books, everyone else is, almost everyone, uh, you know, traders are, uh, they did their move and the bounce is a result of a massive number of trader psychology, uh, which plays, which gauzes the market from the books that they've read and the charts they've played in the institutional market with trillions of dollars of liquidity. So uh, the rebound you're looking at right now is is a is a reflex of that mindset, uh, and and I'm I'm, yeah, I'm a big say- advocate of this concept, like literally. At, at the moment this happened, I was speaking on this topic in, in Zurich, uh, exactly on this topic. Yeah, TA shows you with, with the industry, with the um, not industry, now now the word, I forget the word, um, what the big guys are doing and news is what the retail is doing. And I, I think Perfect. that's what we're Perfect. seeing. Perfect, yes. Yeah, we're on the same page now. Uh, Michael? 
Yeah, I just wanted to jump in because I heard people uh, asking the question of whether or not this was a pre-drafted tweet or it was a hack. Um, something that I should think should put this narrative to bed is actually um, there were likes by the SEC account to totally inappropriate tweets that the SEC account would not be putting likes on, which should further show that this was not a pre-scheduled tweet and someone actually did gain access to the account. And I was under the other impression originally, and I, I saw a bunch of evidence that made it pretty clear to me that this account was hacked, but it does not make any sense that it would be a pre-scheduled tweet and there would also be the person who had control of the account liking inappropriate tweets for the SEC to like, I think that should give everyone the confirmation they need to know that this was, in fact, a hack and not some pre-scheduled event. Tell me more yeah, about these inappropriate tweets. Yeah, what did they like? Yeah, <laughs> what were they liking? <clears throat> they, no, they weren't that bad. They were all just – they were liking all the comments under the tweet, like Bitcoin yeah. to the moon, oh. Bitcoin hodl, just tweets that the SEC account has never liked before in its history. They're not only very fans. obvious. Got it. This done is, by yeah. Yeah. But I think this is – but this is important. So, but this is actually important. So, just like, uh, Terrence, I'll give you the mic right after. But this is important, Mikkel, to mention is that uh, – Trading firms would have been might have noticed this. I think the price actually probably reflected this. One trading firm notices it and trades against the news, like, "Hey, this looks fake. The SEC is liking Bitcoin to the moon," um, and, and that could have uh, you know played a role in their decision making, which makes it more difficult to try to use this as a guide of what could happen tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I really don't think I, this is a guide for what's going to happen on the approval. To be honest, I think that uh, this is completely agreed. manipulated. Someone would only take the risk of hacking the SEC and tweeting that if they had a very intentional trade around it, and they made that trade, and that trade is what you're looking at. What's really I interesting mean, to yeah, me is be, that uh, we 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 have we'll arcs we have arcs deadline coming up, like in the next 24 hours ish. And this is, you know, this is a, a serious wrench um, into what's going on there. I mean, it's the deadline of the deadline. They, they, they can't extend, they can't delay. It's either, it's either approved by default um, or it's denied. And you know, what's the, whatever, this is this is big time egg on the face of the SEC. I, I will go back and whoever I bet and whatever I bet, I'd like to rescind that bet. It's clear with the likes post the actual uh, hacked post now that this that this no take this backs, like, buddy. Yeah, no <laughs> um, okay, you, like... you can give uh, you can give twenty bucks to a charity of your choice. It's okay. okay. So, so uh, like, this does yeah, look I, like I, a hack, I, I, but I but the point being made here is that. You know, Arc and Twenty One Shares, their 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 deadline of all deadlines, I I believe is is tomorrow. For um, the nineteen before, but uh, yeah, to be yeah to to be, I had uh, Dave Nottig on this morning. He's ETF expert. He said it wouldn't be that crazy for them to still just somewhat punt that twenty four or forty eight hours, even though it's is a quote unquote hard deadline because the SEC has done that before. And what would Arc really do? Are they going to sue over twenty four hours, yeah, forty eight hours? Still, but either way, it's the nineteen before, not necessarily the S one. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're still, this could put a wrench in it certainly. Yeah, I mean they're they're faced with um, you know even if it was forty eight hours from now, right, or seventy two hours from now, they still look pretty stupid. Right. Like even if they're for even if they approve 72 hours from now, you know, the SEC still looks still looks dumb, frankly. 
right? This yeah, all there's no, there's no face saving on this for the no. SEC. You already have congressmen, like you know, we we said already tweeting about this, holding accountability, saying that they need to speak, uh, yeah. that they're accountable to Congress, and we need answers. This is. <laughs> This is really bad, especially in context of the fact that the SEC has made this activity effectively illegal, that the cybersecurity is the responsibility of the institutions that are tweeting. And they're now the institution that's been hacked and didn't take care of their cybersecurity. Uh, to make, uh, I think the good thing for us is that if the if the, the, the low likelihood that the, the SEC was looking to reject the ETF application, which we all think is very unlikely to happen, I think this makes it even more unlikely now that after this big fuck up, they go go ahead and 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 reject the the application tomorrow. So some might take the other side of that. I agree with you, but some might say that now. Listen, there's this thing that says, "Hey, whoa, 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 what happened here? Let's uh, you know, let it simmer and figure it out." But I agree with you. No, no, the speed and pace at which Coinbase put out their Coinbase loves ETF post right after this looked like it was the real deal. I think that's as good a tell as Goldman Sachs wanting to jump on the the grayscale and uh, BlackRock authorized participants. Uh, I, I uh, thought so. I thought I thought so. Uh, but then Corey yeah. flipped and came in and said, "No, like we already have a whole bunch of uh, uh, tweets ready for when the ETF gets approved, and others have done the same." So I thought the same thing, Andrew. But apparently. It was literally within minutes that they that they put that sure, out. The speed, in other words, the like, the Coinbase we all know intern, this is coming. And the Coinbase, Coinbase intern the, screwed you know, up and took yeah, it as I mean, real. Coinbase That's is the back end of, of, of nearly all of these ETFs. So, you know, they they would they should know, right? You know, these organizations should know that it's a done deal already. They've just been muzzled, you know, and, and if they were to come out and say it before it's been approved, they'd, they'd be in real hot water from a regular. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. The reason is because I think nobody knows for sure except the SEC and they're holding their cards close to their vests. Or, uh, and so even though they're giving a lot of signs that it will be approved, right, it's I think the Coinbase intern just reacted to the. Uh, tweet like every a lot of other people and retweeted or liked or said moon or whatever and that was the coinbase intern's job was to put that tweet out there yeah yeah i mean i think that this is like i said you can't fault anyone at this point for exactly they, fake news from the sec.gov official well, assuming, account assuming that the prep, likes of these to... organizations don't already know i mean heck Jan Van Eck already slipped up and said approval is going to happen on Monday, on Wednesday, and it's going to you know trade on Thursday. Trading. Right yeah, it's just, was yeah, just yeah. Did you did you see that video? Say. Yeah, did you see that video, uh, uh, Scott? The the team just tagged us in at the Van Eck CEO. Yeah, I shared it actually earlier. It was uh, uh, six or seven hours ago, I think, that he was on TV. Yeah. But and he effectively said. But if you listen to it in context, it seemed like he was yeah. disagreeing with what kind of everybody has said, which is these things will be trading exactly. Thursday. You know, my friend Steve McClurg from Valkyrie was on TV, said, I think these will be trading Thursday. And there's something going on here that uh, I don't know if it's the, just the pressure of the SEC, they all, or if they all just know they're getting approved. I can tell you, I had Matt Hogan, you know, Ryan, you're here from Bitwise. And I joked with Matt this morning uh, on YouTube. I said, man, I can just tell by your face, there's so much that you want to say right now and you can't. 
<laughs> and it was like Ryan. It was like he almost every time Matt had something to say, he pivoted to Dave and was like, "Well, maybe Dave can speak <laughs> on this topic because I can't give direct information on this, right?" So, I mean, yeah. it, it, I, Ryan, I know you yeah. can't speak to it either on behalf of Bitwise, but I think that you know, there's there's a lot that the filers know that we don't. Yeah, yeah in that yeah, case, I mean, we'll have to agree with uh, what Scaramucci has to say, right? Uh, I mean, he seeded the, the Black Rock ETF. Scaramucci is the person who first seeded the Black Rock ETF. Yeah, exactly. So, so Scaramucci's guess, I think, is the best one. They were using the scheduling tool, um, and somebody just misscheduled it. Anyways, I'll, I'll, I'm having a fireside chat with him in two days in Davos. Uh, definitely a spicy topic to pick up on stage. Ryan, I'll tell you one comment okay, there. So, Sorry, Ryan was oh, about to comment when I was speaking to him. Oh, yeah, yeah, thanks. I mean, similarly to Matt, you know, I'm, I'm uh, really constrained by what I can say due to compliance. But I mean, this is just... Life in crypto is just insane. If this doesn't, if this doesn't prove that, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, what else it would. Uh, go ahead, Terrence. And then Dave and John. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we all, we, we would agree that it's at least 99.999% certain or whatever. The SEC is going to approve this thing probably tomorrow or later this week. Um, I think part of the price spike was, but it's not a hundred, but you know, cause it's not over till it's over. So the maybe the the price traded down a little bit because people are overreacting to these politicians piling on and saying, wait a minute, we got to hold up. If the SEC doesn't know what it's doing, you, you know, maybe they, they want to use that as an excuse to slow things down or derail the ETF approval. But realistically, it's not going to happen. So I think that um, if I had to guess, Bitcoins should be rationally back at the price it was before this fake tweet or incorrect tweet. The, the second thing I'd say is the fact that it came out today instead of tomorrow is a surprise if it was true. And I think that's one reason the market reacted so violently. Tomorrow, If it if it gets approved like we all expect yeah. tomorrow or later, then that's like not really as much news. Yeah, but Terrence, I think that somebody, if somebody was using this uh, in some way to trade sure. around it, they wouldn't wait till tomorrow at the risk of a real tweet oh, coming yeah, before theirs. For sure. So this is the perfect timing yeah, for, for sure. it, just to be clear, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, from the hacker's perspective, perfect timing, right? The day before, what could be better, really? Um, and then from the from the the market's perspective, like if you think today's big price spike is a signal, maybe not because everybody's expecting it tomorrow so maybe tomorrow's price spike will happen but it'll be much smaller or somewhat at least significantly smaller i would expect if there is a uh price a buy the news sort of event dave go ahead yeah i made the point one of the funniest things about this if you really want to think about it is because it so violently impacted the price of the cme future actually going to a discount so it actually moved more than the spot bitcoin us dollar uh, the CFTC is going to have to investigate this for market manipulation. So now you have the CFTC with the, the ability to investigate the SEC to try to figure out who did the hack and what they did with it. And considering the turf war that's going on in crypto, I find that, that very amusing. But the less amusing but also important point is, remember, there's already CFTC futures, there's already uh, ETFs approved on CFTC futures, and this literally proved, the chart that I posted literally proved that the manipulation impacts the CFTC products 
arguably as much or more, more in this particular case, than the spot product. So anyone trying to use this as a justification, it's like, nope, that's not what the data shows. Dave, I know we asked you earlier, but did, and you've been here, so maybe you haven't really been able to dig in, but was there anything questionable or astounding or surprising that you saw on coin routes when you look at these flows and what actually happened yeah, in real time? Yeah, the most, the, the most surprising thing was during the spike and during the fall that Bitcoin Tether was four or $500 higher than Bitcoin Dollar. So whoever, whatever it was, whatever was triggering the sell-off, they were selling in the U.S. and it hadn't gotten abroad yet, and the liquidations were relatively tame. I mean, you can see even now, you know, there the just wasn't that much leverage day. built up. They would have been, yeah, had a lot more luck doing this last week, but, but when there was, you know, that uh, huge open interest but, flush. But it's not a trip. But this is not trivial. The fact that that the the tether dominated the foreign exchanges did not fall nearly as far. I mean, they eventually caught up, but they weren't believing it. You know, it took time. And that's oh, that Mario. That, yeah, Mario. That's why we saw. Remember at the beginning, you were saying that it had gone down to forty-five something, and I was like, "No, it's forty-four-five." I was looking at Coinbase spot market and hadn't checked any other oh, charts. Fair. Yeah, but that was the, those are the two big things: the CME going to a discount, the perpetual swaps going to discounts, but not huge, and the foreign spot markets not falling nearly as far as the U.S. market in spot. Those are the things that we notice right away. Obviously, lots of volatility, you know, lots of volume with their system, yada, yada, yada. And Mario, I think we've basically covered it, and we're going to be back in all of like 16 hours tomorrow to talk about this again and, and maybe a potential. Having things like three or four o'clock in the morning for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give it. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the mic, Joe. What, what I've noticed is I think. We're going to get less numbers when the ATF gets approved. People will just fucking Of course, this is, a, this is a much more entertaining this story. Is, this, is, this is the as, ETF as much, Yeah, as much as the market is priced in for the ETF, so is your space. <laughs> so is the entire yeah. media around ETF. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Joa? Yeah, part of me just wants to believe that this was uh, Satoshi's final FU to the SEC before the world of Bitcoin changes. That's kind of what I want to believe. Yeah, maybe it has something to do with that 1.2 million that was mysteriously sent to the Satoshi wallet the other day. <laughs> All right, Mario, let's. Uh, I'm going to let you go to bed. I'm going to go. All right, do you know this? Hold on, before you go for it, you can jump up. But Mike, I want to get Mike's quick thoughts. You can't. You can't end the space about a fake ETF tweet by the SEC that told us earlier to not trust anything but the SEC and not trust online tweets, and not have Mike Alfred comment on it. Well, the irony of the irony of, of this whole thing is is truly, truly incredible. I just, I just found it fascinating. Uh, Gary Gensler is supposed to be on vacation next week in Aspen uh, with Kid Rock and CZ to do a silent retreat, and obviously he might have to cancel that now, uh, which is disappointing for him. But you know, I think the, the big thing that uh, I, I wasn't here for the whole space, but the big thing that people should have thought the moment that they saw that tweet is, holy shit. BlackRock and Fidelity are going to be buying Bitcoin in the open market tomorrow, if that had been true. And so the price action in the first minute or two or five or 30 is basically irrelevant. The only thing that actually matters is what is the new supply-demand dynamic when you have a dozen ETF issuers tripping over each other to try to soak up all of the liquidity in the U.S. spot market. That's it. That's the only thing that matters. And so this gamesmanship around the actual approval and the matrix port report and this fake tweet, it's all just bullshit. It, it, it's balancing out 
these market makers who are sometimes unbalanced because they're taking on too much risk on one side of the ledger. And so people plant these stories, people do hacks, people do whatever in order to try to uh, rebalance those things. But in like six months, the only thing that's going to matter is how much money actually goes in to the BlackRock, Fidelity, Invesco products. And that's what people should be really scared of. They shouldn't be scared of any of the short term because it's sort of irrelevant. What they should be scared of is that they don't have enough Bitcoin when BlackRock and Larry Fink and co. start trying to soak up the liquidity. And so that, that's what I'm focused on. I had an oh shit moment where I'm so large in the space already. And I had a moment where I'm like, man, man maybe I should have bought more. And so I'm so glad it was fake because mm. it gives me another 24 hours. Yeah, I think I think one thing I would have expected is for Bitcoin to pump all the people just like you, Al Mike. They're like, shit, I just got the feeling of what an ETF feels like. And I think I should own more Bitcoin. I should be buying Bitcoin now preparing for tomorrow. <laughs> but at least the price is not showing that, at least not yet. Uh, but what's fascinating is that I've asked a few, a few panelists that question, Mike, I'll probably wrap it up asking you that question is that – uh, two questions. First, in your opinion, just a number, likelihood of an ETF approval uh, tomorrow or, or in the next few days? Uh, I've been saying 99% for a few weeks now. Perfect. All right, cool. 99% perfect, so, so almost a certainty. Then my next question is, how did it feel when you first saw that tweet and you thought an ETF just got approved? I, I didn't feel anything. I turned to my wife and said, hey, look, here's this crazy tweet. I thought this would come tomorrow, but it's but apparently it happened today. Um, I, you I have no emotions, Mike. You have not, see, I thought that before really. with Binance, but now I'm I'm 100 percent sure you have no emotions. No, I, not, I was, not really. No, because because it, because I don't think it's priced in, and I don't think it matters. The approval itself is sort of a fait accompli at this point. The only question again is like, what are the flows actually looking like a quarter from now, two quarters from now, three quarters from now, as you align that with the having and the sort of systematic scarcity that's going to happen in this market. And so I don't think the approval itself is the event. I think the event is the flow dynamics that we need to watch over the next, call it, four, six, eight, 12 weeks. So that's what, I'll get excited if I see $5 billion in the BlackRock product by the end of the week or early. The next. inflows. That's, it's, it's, all about, it's, all, it's, not, it's no longer about the, as we said earlier, it's not about the approval anymore, now it's about the inflows. And, and Correct. The that, that's everything. Um, and then, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Well, I think, Scott, now we could wrap it up. Um, it's two, it's three in the morning. He's, I'm dead as well. Um, we'll yeah, six six ten six ten p.m. Just too late, man. Gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone, in, in what sixteen hours or so. Thanks, everyone, and hopefully tomorrow will be an actual ETF approval. Thank you.